Welcome to the Metox podcast. I'm Fran Dargaville, a functional nutritionist. My home base is in Sydney, Australia, but you'll just as often find me following the sunshine and warmer weather around the world, and of course, hunting down all the best coffee shops while I'm at it. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions, and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hey guys, Fran here. In today's episode, I spoke with Kat Pariskovopoulos, a personal trainer and soon-to-be nutritionist. What I love about Kat is her really balanced approach to health. So if you're listening to this in December and you're feeling overwhelmed and wondering how you're going to navigate the holidays, a lot of the things we discuss in this podcast are going to really help you find balance, stay healthy and enjoy your life over the next couple of months. Here's what we spoke about in the interview. How you can stay motivated and make workouts happen even when life gets a little crazy. The best type of exercise to do. And just a little hint here, Kat's answer might not be what you expected. Kat's top tips for meal prepping and how to make your dreams a reality. So Kat is actually a friend of mine. Believe it or not, we met through good old Instagram and I traveled to Greece earlier this year to teach yoga and meditation at Kat's very first wellness retreat. This retreat was so much fun. So, so, so much fun. Honestly, it was like one of the best weeks of my life. And I'm really excited to share that I've actually teamed up with Kat to run two wellness retreats in Greece in 2020. You can head to frandargaville.com forward slash Greece or get in touch with me at hello at frandargaville.com to find out more. So let's get into the episode. Hey Kat, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be on. I'm super excited to have you here. So Kat, could you share with us a little bit about how you got to where you are today, your whole story and your journey and how you actually got into health and fitness? Yeah, sure. Well, the story is a big one, but I'll keep it short and sweet. So um, fitness, health, basically the human body has always been uh, an interest of mine since I was small, but it was really around high school when I started competing in sports. Um, that I got really interested in it. And that's when I was first exposed to some amazing coaches and um, really um, learned strength training and the power of my body. And basically from there, my interest grew and um, I became a certified personal trainer um, in college and started coaching and haven't looked back since then. That's really awesome. So I would love to know about how you actually developed this sort of really balanced approach to health and fitness. I think that's one of the reasons why we get along so well um, and we are real life friends as well as online friends. Um, So was it always this way? Did you come into fitness and health being super balanced or did you find it challenging to find a balance? Did you get really, you know, obsessed with training or, you know, healthy eating at some point along the way? Yeah, this is a good question, and I think a lot of people can relate to this journey of really starting a health and fitness journey and becoming a little bit obsessive with it. I know for me that there was a time when um, 
I was very into it and it was a positive thing in my life, but it was definitely um, consumed a lot of my day and my mind. And um, I started finding this more balanced approach um, in the last, I don't know, six or so years. But um, really that came with just wanting to explore, you know, having more fun in my life, explore relationships, travel, and really um, it was when I did a bigger travel stint that I actually started finding that balance and broke my, you know, daily, not to use this word, addiction with exercise and feeling that, you know, I needed exercise in order to feel good about myself and realizing that's not the case and those two things don't need to be linked. And so starting to find that balance that I move to feel good, I move for longevity, you know, I want to be active into, you know, my later years and have functional fitness uh, be a part of my life and um, looking towards those health goals long term rather than like the short term aesthetics. Yeah, I love that. I think that is so important. I think it's such a challenge for so many people, you know, we get really interested in going to the gym or yoga or something like that or eating well and it can become really unbalanced. And then you find yourself, for me anyway, I would be going out to dinner with friends and being really restrictive. You know, I spent years basically not having a drink of alcohol. Not that there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but I think at some time, sometimes, you know, because that was because I wanted to look a certain way, not so much because I wanted to feel a certain way I kind of just realized that that wasn't so healthy after a while and you know if you're not able to have fun with your friends and live the life you want to live you know just so that you can look a certain way then it seems like really not a sustainable or enjoyable way of living really yeah exactly the word sustainable is key and when I work with clients both on you know health coaching and fitness it's about sustainable sustainable life changes and it's that true lifestyle change and adopting these habits for life not for the next three months not for the next 30 days for life and so um, yeah it's good to get excited and get really into something feel some passion behind it um, but not let it overwhelm and take over your life to the point that you're missing out on other really positive things that give you happiness and health as well yeah definitely so how did you really start to realize that that there was another way you mentioned that you were on a long-term trip or something like that and you were just wanting to enjoy yourself what did that transition look like from that sort of more unbalanced place to the more balanced place that you're in now yeah I think it was the sense of freedom I felt so um I was actually in Greece and I was visiting my now husband and um, we were traveling a bunch together and he really was key and, you know, showing me that, Hey, there's this really beautiful active way of living that's healthy, but it doesn't have to be, you know, one hour, 90 minutes in the gym. It can be swimming in the sea. It can be going for a walk. It can be, you know, we're going for a run up this hill to check out this view. So it really, gave me a sense of freedom. And once I got a taste of it, I was like, well, this is how you live. And movement is a happy part of my day. And it's still almost daily part of my day, but it's not so rigid. It doesn't have to be a strict uniform way, like this certain exact workout program at the gym. It can be a variety of things um, and non-conventional, you know, exercises. So um, I think it's this feeling of freedom. And that's really what I want people to feel um, with their 
health routines and their exercise is that they are free to choose what they want to do. And the exercise, the health programs, those routines empower them to live their best life and not is their life. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> I think that is just, you just nailed it there. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree and I completely get that. And I could see, you know, it can be such a challenge figuring this out for so many people, but I've definitely been there in that place of basically ticking off my, you know, five workouts in the gym. And now I can realize how I can just go for a walk one day if I'm feeling a little bit tired or go to a gentle yoga class. And that's okay. That still counts. It doesn't have to look like, you know, a 5k run or a 10k run or whatever these rigid, super strict goals and regimes that a lot of us sort of set for ourselves, especially when we have those, you know, the type A personality, we can find it hard to not always be working towards something. Oh, yeah, I think I call it, you know, we're the cortisol junkie. So that stress hormone, we're at, it feels good when you get that adrenaline pump, that adrenaline rush, that cortisol, you get a lot done, you feel productive, but you know, all of that's there to help us out in a stressful moment, but it, we don't want it chronic. And that's what we see a lot, right, with our clients is this chronic exposure to cortisol and adrenaline. And for me, that I, I was definitely addicted to that, you know, high intensity workouts, the CrossFit, the, you know, sprint interval training, you know, all of these things. But I also realized that, you know, striking that balance, like the gentle yoga or going for a walk or doing nothing and just stretching, you know, or resting that day um, provides a lot of benefits and actually makes me a lot happier and not lead to burnout, um, which is something I've experienced quite a few times to finally learn my lesson to find that balance. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a challenge and it's a process, but it's so worth, you know, keeping on figuring this out and having a play with it until you find, um, something that works for you and works in with your life. So yeah, definitely. We have a variety of people who listen to the show. So there's the people that, you know, are looking to get fit and healthy and maybe move a little bit more, eat a little bit better. And then there's also the people who are experiencing some sort of chronic health condition, um, something like um, chronic fatigue, um, autoimmune conditions and that kind of thing. So we do have a variety of people listening. I would love to know what your suggestions would be for these people in terms of what exercise can they do? What movement can they do? Like how often should they be moving their bodies? What would you suggest that is, um, you know, sort of balanced and not going to lead into that high cortisol sort of way of being? Yeah. And I think, you know, to your point that everybody comes from a different story, a different history, a different journey. And so really there isn't a one size fits all approach with anything that has to do with health in our bodies. And so I am a big uh, proponent of listening to our bodies. And what I mean by that is doing what feels good and what you enjoy and knowing that that can change week to week, day to day, month to month, year to year. And, you know, keeping that flexibility in mind so that you don't feel bad if, you know, at one point in your life, you're doing three workouts per week and another point you're doing two, it just might be where you're at. So for people who are looking for something, you know, a new movement routine to do, I really 
suggest if you're just starting a routine to look for something that brings you joy that is fun because it's all about building the habit and if you like doing it you're more likely to go um, the second part of that is you know accountability or you know finding that workout buddy to go to a class or go to um, you know the park and do movement with um, or check in after you've done it that can be really helpful to get started and just try new things. So if you've never done a cycle class, sign up, try one. If you've never gone to yoga, go check it out. If you've never worked out by yourself, maybe try that out. Maybe you like that solitude. So really just try different things and stick with the things that make you feel good and happy and you find some enjoyment with while also, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and pushing your body a little bit. That is the best recommendation ever because what I see, you know, with diets, of course, everyone's asking me all the time, you know, what's the right diet to eat? You know, should I have this superfood? Should I give up, you know, coconut oil or whatever it is? And I think <laughs> it's really the same thing with fitness as well. People are like, oh no, you know, I shouldn't go to CrossFit. Oh no, you know, yoga has, you know, okay, yoga is a bad example, but even with yoga, yeah, people yoga still can find <laughs> issues with yoga and, you know, impacting on your joints and that kind of thing as well. Um, you know, all of these things. And I think it's, it's really, you know, mix it up, have fun with it, you know, find things that you enjoy and you can stick to. And again, don't get up caught up in, in all of that. You know, if you really love um, CrossFit or F45 or whatever it is, awesome, do it. Just be aware, you know, that maybe some days you're going to wake up and not feel like that. And you don't need to push yourself to do it. You can go for a walk or go to yoga instead. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, no, that's, it's the same thing with diet. Yeah, completely, completely. You know, we're all so different. Some people do well with that kind of thing. You know, some people do well with um, the more strict diets and that kind of thing as well. And they genuinely feel okay and not restrictive when they're doing those. So yeah, all about listening to, listening to our bodies. So something interesting as well, and I'd love your thoughts on this, um, but I, at one point in my life, early 20s, I was really obsessed with the gym, wanted to do the whole uh, bikini, whatever competition thing. I was eating my chicken and broccoli. Um, I was working out, you know, most days, basically, I was, yeah, training at the gym five days a week, um, you know, doing cardio, all that sort of thing, as well as, as strength training. Um, really super strict about what I ate and all of that actually didn't work out so well for me in the end um, with I basically had a massive crash with my health um, low thyroid um, chronic fatigue again for the second time didn't work out so well for me but at the time I was so obsessed with how I looked and I spent basically every second of every day thinking about you know when my next training session was what I was going to eat at my next meal. I was basically eating, you know, super what they call clean back in the day. I don't really like to necessarily use that word now. And then on the weekends, I would go and have a cheat meal, which I also now hate that as well. Um, hate that term mm -hmm. because it's, it's really not healthy and you shouldn't have to cheat and you should be able to just enjoy food. Um, but looking back, I'm like, really, I was actually miserable with my body. I, I looked... I probably looked pretty, pretty good, but my body hasn't even changed all that much, which is kind of crazy. And I'm so much more happy in my own skin now. How, 
has this journey gone for you? Like, how do you feel now versus when you were in that more unbalanced sort of way of being and, you know, slightly more maybe obsessive, as you sort of said, um, you know, how's your relationship with your body and listening to your body and all of that changed and also just your, um, your sense of self-worth as well? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I'm going to start by saying, you know, I'm not perfect and all cured and the most, you know, beautiful relationship ever with my body and myself. It's significantly improved, but it's, it's a work in progress always. Like any relationship, you're constantly working on it and improving and growing and learning. So I've come a long way um, from a place of being uh, really nitpicky with my body and obsessive and really just punishing, you know, you, you know, if I overate, working out extra the next day, this really like punishment um, mentality, which was really not balanced or healthy. And so now I, I just don't feel like the gym controls my life. And I really feel like it's a choice when I move and how I do it. And I have a lot of fun. I really love fitness and I love to move and I love how it makes me feel. I love my mentality. I love the confidence it gives me. I love how my body looks too, but it's not just tied to that. And I do think that moving your body, that energy you produce gives you that energy for the rest of your day to kill it in your job, to do well um, in your conversations, your relationships. So I think it really can impact everything in your life. Um, so my motivation and reason for doing it has changed a lot and I'm just a lot happier now if um, I want to sleep in and not go work out in the morning I do that because that's what I need and that's what I want and I'm listening to my body and I'm not going to feel guilty all day long because I miss my morning workout so um, it's just a lot like I come back to the word freedom again because I think that's just the feeling it's just feeling you know free to choose which is what everyone has right it's this freedom but for some reason some of us get really stuck feeling like we don't have a choice anymore and it's really funny because what is really controlling that you know you, it, you, you have the choice so um, taking that power back and realizing that and you know you're gonna be okay <laughs> completely agree yeah that is such good advice. I love it. So one of the things you are sharing about a lot on Instagram and your Instagram is great, by the way, you always have a lot of really inspiring content on there, um, is meal prepping. And I'm huge. I'm huge on meal prepping as well because, you know, I'm all about eating well. And I think people can get really confused and overwhelmed when they start to eat more whole foods, fruits and veggies and that kind of thing as to how they can actually prepare that food and make it fit in with their busy lifestyle. Um, so could you share with us your meal prep process and maybe some tips that you have around that, how you make it fit in with your busy life? Yeah, definitely. I'm all about meal prep. So I'm glad you asked about this. I think meal prep is game changing as far as living a healthy balanced lifestyle. It really saves you time. It saves money and it really just blocks off this thinking about your food to one time of the week or maybe two times rather than every single day, which, you know, there's that running joke is just like the worst thing about being an adult is the question of what am I going to eat for dinner? And so meal prep really helps deal with <laughs> these things. But um, so my process for meal prep and what I think really is helpful is 
keeping it simple, especially if you're brand new to meal prepping is, you know, keeping it simple, like go on Pinterest, sure, look for recipes, but you don't have to make this elaborate, beautiful looking Pinterest worthy graphic, you know, meal. Um, keeping it really simple, picking a protein, picking some veg, picking some greens, picking, you know, um, a whole carb, things like this. So I, you know, especially simple. Um, the other thing I do and I recommend is breaking up the steps. So Saturdays, if my, if the weekend's ideal Saturdays, I like to do my shopping and that way Sunday, you know, whenever I get the energy for it, it could even be when I first wake up, I have all the ingredients on hand so I can just start something. So sometimes my meal prep is what I like to do is literally take one and a half hour max on a Sunday and I do the whole process of cooking, putting it away and cleaning all in that hour and a half. But it helps so much if I have the ingredients already. Um, because if not, you know, the time becomes a little longer with the shopping trip. So I recommend, you know, plan ahead, you know, the day before you meal prep, do your list, do your shopping, the day of meal prep, just lock it down, stay focused, and you will be in and out in an hour, hour and a half. For me, I also meal prep for my partner. So it takes just a little longer. But if it was just for me, it would be probably as long as the food took to cook. So 45 minutes to an hour tops. That's awesome. So could you give us an example of maybe one of your favorite um, you know, meal prep options, like what would that, what would that look like? Yeah. One that I do a lot actually, and like all year long is, um, a burrito bowl or taco salad concept. Um, so that would include a ground turkey or, you know, a ground grass fed beef that I, you know, um, saute, stir fry, um, with some seasoning. And again, it could be very simple. You could just do a salt and pepper or you can get fun with it and add some chili powder and extra flavor. Um, so you can make that choice there. And then really after that, it's um, pretty simple. You know, pick a green. So you could do um, any green or cabbage um, for the taco salad or a butter lettuce or mix it up. Um, and then I'll do I'll just chop a bunch of veggies. So I'll do sweet baby peppers, tomatoes. Um, I'll do jalapenos, cilantro, you could do a little onion, and then um, using salsa as um, the topping. And I forgot to add, I, some, I also do either a cauliflower rice or add a brown rice or a quinoa, like something in there as well. And it's really nice. So layering the ground turkey and the grain um, at the bottom and then throwing everything else on top, salsa on the side, and there you go. <laughs> Yeah, my meal prep looks really similar. And I think people think a lot of the time, as you said, things need to be really complicated and, you know, look a certain way. But a lot of my lunches and even sometimes my dinners are just really boring. And that's that's okay. They're not, they don't taste boring. They taste really good because I'll put some good quality salt and olive oil and, you know, some good quality pesto and things like that to make it taste really good. But, you know, it's simple. It's just roasting up a big tray of veggies, you know, maybe cooking up some rissoles or whatever it is, you know, wherever I'm getting my protein. A um, bit of avocado, leafy greens, whatever it is, you know, it's just really simple and eating a few, the same thing for a few days in a row and it's okay. You get used to it. it tastes pretty good. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be crazy overwhelming. Um, yeah, that's really great advice. Yeah, exactly. And it's fall over here for us. So, you know, I'm really into the 
pan roasting vegetables right now and squash and a lot of really yummy um, fall vegetables right now. So I've been doing that a ton, just roasting a big pan of veggies and, you know, literally just pairing that with anything, whether it's like eggs or any protein um, or by itself as a snack. And so, um, yeah, it's as simple as a one pan in the oven sometimes. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really easy. You just basically spend the time chopping and, and a little bit of time putting it together, but uh, there's not a lot of actual hands-on time there, which I love. Yes, definitely. And the whenever I've seen someone take on meal prepping, um, it really changes things for them because a lot of times, and especially lunchtime, we're busy, we're working, we get caught up, we end up doing these convenience foods or, you know, eating out. And so having that meal prep ready for you doesn't give you that choice at that time when maybe you're not in your best frame of mind. Um, so it helps also, you know, just make it simple for you to eat healthy and give you energy for the rest of the day in the week. Yeah, that's awesome. That's such good advice. Okay. So let's change gears a little bit. I would love to chat about Greece. So I was lucky enough to be a part of Kat's retreat just a few months ago in Greece, which was absolutely incredible. So I was teaching the daily yoga and meditation classes. So can we just talk about that retreat before we move on to anything else? Because I just had the most yes. incredible experience, you know, even for me teaching the yoga and meditation, it was still such a re amazing retreat and an amazing sort of rejuvenating experience as well, even as a teacher. So um, let's chat about that. What were your highlights? What was your favorite part of that week in Greece? Oh my gosh, I could chat about this all day long. Um, the retreat in Greece, uh, it was amazing. And I feel the same, you know, as the host of the retreat, also as the fitness instructor, I feel like I felt so rejuvenated, so in the moment, received so many benefits, learned a lot from your teachings and meditation that I brought home with me. Um, so it was it was really amazing. And it's funny, it actually wasn't until I got home back into my daily life that I realized the impact it had on me. Um, and just, I felt like I grew a lot in that week. And it was just really special to help these women that came on the retreat through this personal growth journey, through the, the adventures that we had, and really get to know them on a deeper level and just have this really pure connection that I really wasn't expecting, honestly, and it was really special. And, you know, there's something about Greece, I think, but, you know, the group we had was really incredible and everyone was just so open, non-judgmental, and it was just pure love, I think, was my feeling um, with it. Mm, I have goosebumps right now. I think what you said is just so true as well. I think it was such a diverse group of women and we all arrived there you know a couple of people knew each other but most people didn't know each other really different group of people um you know had no idea how that was going to go and then by the end of the week you know everyone was getting along great uh tears were shed when we had our little closing <laughs> circle and everyone just had the best time and got so much out of it including including me so um and i think the things I loved about it was just there was, I mean, I've been on quite a few different yoga retreats and trainings and that kind of thing. But um, what was fun about that, it was just having a lot of balance. You know, we did 
every day we did the meditation, we did the workouts, we did the yoga, but then we also went out for amazing lunches and we went and, you know, jumped off cliffs into the ocean. I think it was just really, um, you know, just really fun and, and kind of balanced in that way. And there was wine, you know, we, we had a great time <laughs> as well, which is, I think that's, you know, that's both of our approach, which is really cool as well to be able to, um, show that to people because I'm always trying to communicate that to my clients in that, you know, you want to eat really well during the week and, you know, do your exercise and, and meditate daily and do these kind of things. But, you know, if you want to enjoy yourself and have your glass of wine on the weekend or have some dessert, you know, that's okay. So I think to be able to actually show all those people, I suppose, a little bit about how, how we live as well was a really cool experience too. Yeah, no, I love that. And, also the Mediterranean lifestyle is this philosophy, like the Mediterranean lifestyle is balance. It's the definition of balance. People really are social. They enjoy conversation. They're active naturally in their lives. They eat foods from the earth, from the sea, from the land, cook them, eat them, enjoy glass of wine, local wine with it. I mean, they really have found this balance. And yeah, I love sharing that part of the culture. Um, and showing people that, yeah, you can have both. And it's just that balance. Um, and also, you know, the quality there is just so, so amazing. And everyone was feeling so good eating the foods there. And um, yeah, it was, I'll never forget uh, this last year, this year's retreat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely agree. And I love that as well, you know, what you just mentioned briefly, because um, we've probably all heard of, of the the blue zones and these areas where people have the most longevity. And that's, you know, one of those places is in Greece because, you know, people just mm -hmm. eat these whole foods. They don't have preservatives. They enjoy their lives. They enjoy sitting down for long meals, which again, I'm always encouraging everyone to sit down and enjoy their food and, um, you know, have conversations with family and loved ones over your meal um, and yeah, I think just being able to experience that was really cool as well. Yeah. Thank you again for coming along for the ride and I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for the next one. So could you share with us a little bit about what you have planned for 2020 in terms of your upcoming retreat? Yes, I would love to. So we're going back to Greece. Um, I'm hosting two retreats next year, one in May on May 24th through the 29th. And this one's called Dive into Bliss. It's going to be a retreat on the island of Paros. And this retreat, I'm really excited for it. It's uh, quite different than the retreat we just came off of. It's going to be very intimate. We're going to be in a private luxury villa and we're going to have, you know, our meditation, our yoga, our fitness, our movement, our daily movement, but we're really going to have a lot of time for um, workshops and personal growth conversations and really um, take a deep dive into ourselves and find this state of bliss, this freedom. And so we'll have a lot of workshops on um, goal setting, manifestation, mindfulness, um, we're going to have um, a pastel workshop, so we're going to explore, you know, creativity and art, and um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And then um, we're going back to Milos 
in October for a week, and that's October 4th through the 10th, and that's going to be the Fit Body and Mind Retreat. And um, this can be very similar to the one we just came off of. You know, we're going to be doing our daily fitness, our journaling, our meditation. We're going to have um, adventure plugged in throughout, um, you know, gorgeous lunches and seafood dinners. And um, I'm really excited for this one. And we're going to be back in our same spot in our um, boutique hotel um, overlooking the sea. So I can't wait for that one. Yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, this year was just incredible. and. I think these retreats are just going to get better and better. I mean, I know they're going to get better and better. Um, so anyone listening might think, um, you know, that this is just such a crazy thing. You know, if you've never done anything different before, you know, if you've never run a workshop or started a business or, um, you know, anything like that, doing something like hosting an international retreat might seem absolutely crazy. And <laughs> I would love to know, you know, your thoughts around this and your mindset and how you actually went, um, you know, not so much the whole process, but how you just managed to say, I'm going to do this and actually make it happen. You know, you must have been freaking out a little bit. So how did you push through that? Yeah, I mean, I think what you just said, the I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it happen. I mean, that is the thought. That's literally what I decided I'm going to do it and it's going to happen. So I think there's that. Um, it's just the belief, you know, I'm going to do it. And there's also the background of many years of been of dreaming about this and putting pen to paper and imagining what this would be like, what it would feel like. And then this year, I just said, you know, I kept saying to myself, Oh, 2020, I'll do my first retreat. And then I thought to myself, why am I waiting till 2020? Like, what is this barrier till 2020? I'm making this rule for myself that I can't do a retreat till 2020, but why when I can do one today, this year? So I said, okay, let's go for it. Let's do it. And, you know, by let's, I mean, talking to myself, like, let's go. And um, I just committed to, you know, bringing my vision to life and, you know, had support you know awesome teachers like you coming together and um yeah so for anybody who has an idea in their head and not quite sure where to begin I mean first put the pen to paper really write out the thought and idea so it doesn't just live up in your brain it's real somewhere and start thinking about what are small steps you can take today what action can you take today to bring you closer to this um, if it's something you know nothing about, you know, okay, what do I need to learn? What education? What research? Who can I talk to to understand more about this and bring you one step closer? So um, just really outlining that idea and then figuring out small steps to start walking you closer. And then pretty soon you're going to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And, you know, again, it doesn't have to be something crazy like running a retreat. This could be for you, you know going to a yoga class or running, you know, running in a fun run or whatever it is, you know, it's just a way to make something happen that maybe you haven't done before and stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit. So that's really great advice. Yeah. So what is the number one piece of advice that you could give anyone listening right now? I mean, you've given us loads of advice about fitness and meal prep and 
um, you know, finding balance and all of that. But can you pick something, maybe something tangible that people can go and take action on today? Mm, this is a good one. I think it's, it's what you said, taking action. So it's really, a lot of us have a lot of things we want to do, a lot of goals or ideas for ourselves. And they're all floating around um, in space for us. Or, you know, we want to try to do all the things all the time. And really, I think it comes down to just feeling successful and confident in one area, then gives you the confidence to leap to another. So my advice is just really pick one area of your life that you are looking to focus on. So if you're, for example, you know, we're coming to holidays. So you, you're focusing on family, you're focused, you want to focus on health, you want to, um, you know, make a little more money for presents. I don't know, you know, there's all these different things going on is just, you know, focus on one area that you can feel really good and successful doing and gather that confidence you feel from completing that and then put that to the next goal. That is such good advice. I love that. So where is the best place for people to find you online and follow along with you and also find out about the upcoming retreats? Yeah, so um, they can find me on Instagram. It's cat underscore health underscore fitness or um, my website, cathealthfitness.com is another great place. Okay, so we'll pop all of those links um, somewhere below this um, podcast episode or if it's online. Um, so Kat, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today and sharing all of this wisdom. I'm sure everyone listening got so much out of it. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. And I'm excited to see you next year. <laughs> I know, I can't wait. I'm so excited for 2020. It's going to be a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Metox podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to create a plan to reach your personal health goals, head to frandargaville.com and schedule your free functional nutrition strategy session. If you want to connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.